0: <laughs> oh. I tell you what, They're a someone said, you know, uh, that bite, he's getting old, man. I tell you what. Well, guess what? Guess what? I, you know, the only thing that comes today is a little bit of wisdom. I've, I've, I've been doing this, Lauren,
1: anybody, and I guess what? I'm going to continue to do it with your help. See, the natural follow-up there was, and that's where my great wisdom comes from. But he lost uh, his train of thought there because of an overabundance of wisdom, I think, uh, Joe Biden. And I mentioned Jimmy Buffett passing away, and I said, you know, didn't strike me as an especially political people. I said, I assume as politics are what you'd expect them to be, you know. Well, Tim shared with me a couple of uh, important items. Rolling Stone magazine. Jimmy Buffett takes aim at Republicans during Florida Democratic rally. Was there any looting? Did they shoot anybody? Because now this is back in 2018, but... The singer changed the lyrics of come Monday, the lyrics to come Tuesday, things will change come Tuesday, we're going to make a change. So he's out there campaigning for the Democrats, which is entirely unsurprising, you know, given I I, I assume he did all kinds of drugs, right? I mean, he's got to be a drug guy. Uh, he's Jimmy Buffett. He's spent his whole life at the beach, uh, you know, living on sponge cake, watching the sunbake and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, unsurprisingly, completely unsurprisingly, a Democrat Party fundraiser and activist and, and uh, the use. Uh Also, Floridian Press, they got a picture of, of uh, Debbie Was-a-Man-Schnitz looking mm, her usual self. Democrats mourn the death of music folk hero Jimmy Buffett. And, and it says in the article, when the news came out, that singer-songwriter Jimmy Buffett, a staunch progressive who for years donated to democratic lawmakers candidates and causes it seemed as if the entire democratic party came out to mourn his death and praise his legacy it's the that's uh, yeah, the it's the democrat party thing that that comes uh, as uh, no surprise at all of course uh, that's precisely what i would expect naturally Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. the the democrats you know well, that's fine. He was fun. I don't care. That, that doesn't phase me at all. Uh, his his music is beach music, and it's uh, fun, and he was fun, and, and he became, uh, according to the New York Times, a billionaire, according to the Washington Post, a, a $500 million rich guy, uh, his own private planes and private this and private resorts, and uh, very successful capitalists for, uh, you know, Because if you're not with the Democrats, they'll destroy you. So that's part of the thing is the standing threat, right? The never-ending threat from the the Democrat Party. Uh, Speaking of Democrats, and I, I apologize for this because it's crazy and offensive, but it's the Democrat Party. It's what they're doing. Gen Z, they have these women, they call them Gen Z women. Gen Z women are ditching pads and tampons and embracing, quote, free bleeding, end quote. This is the Democrat Party today because um, they are rolling back civilization. They're trying to get rid of civilization. Any advancements made in the 20th century or, in many cases, the 19th and the 18th century, uh, they're rolling them back. They really are. Gen Z women ditching pads. The New York Post has the story embracing free bleeding because, you know, the Democrats. Who needs tampons and pads? Your knee-jerk reaction might be to say that uh, people that menstruate, which includes men, by the way, Democrat men, but actually Gen Z girlies are embracing a world without sanitary products. The trend is called free bleeding, which means that you don't wear anything to absorb the, you know, the blood when you menstruate. Um, to be even clearer, it's about not using anything to block your, your period flow. Uh, I think that goes without saying. The uh, trend has become a popular topic of conversation on social media platform TikTok. Young women are sharing their experiences, and it's a a big trend. And uh, Michael and I talked about this a while ago, and he said, yeah, I've been hearing about this. I've been hearing. I hadn't heard about it before this, but apparently it's out there. Plenty are raving about the natural experience, and they find it liberating and, yes, a little messy imagine that. The uh, creator, Charlie, creator Charlie, uh, declared that she started uh, free bleeding and and uh, she uh, knew it was uh, in, an insane choice. Uh, she added that it was healthy and saved money by doing it, but it wasn't well received by everyone, as you might imagine. So, uh, you know, what about your clothes and what about, uh, which, uh, you know, school and what about uh, this and what about that? Um, creator, that's what they call them on TikTok, I guess, creator. Annie said uh, through her process uh, that uh, she's on her period. She doesn't leave the House because she wants to honor her body. Sure, just uh, that's, that's progress. That's, uh, that's your Democrat Party. I stay home when I'm on my period. I stay home and I bleed. This is, this is your Democrat Party in the 21st century. They're unwell. This is a party that is very unwell. She added that uh, you know, if she did have to go out, I'm. I think I'm done with this story. I'm reading through it, and I'm thinking, <laughs> and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say I'm done with this story. But this is your, your Democrat party, um, and they are. This is what they call progress because they're progressives, and not everyone, of course, would consider this to be progress because. They're mentally ill. They're just uh, there's a lot of mental illness out there. Period. <laughs> Period. Period. I uh, Joe Biden decided to weigh in, and and that's uh, that was actually when there was an ellipsis in the teleprompter, and he didn't know how to read it because he's Joe Biden, and he is not a smart man. It's not a good man. It's not a serious man. right, uh, let's go to uh, let's go to some some of the other crazy. Uh, Crazy people. Oh, yeah, I, know, I wanted to get to another thing here, too, out of Chicago and and the Harvard University because the Chicago Sun-Times has the story today about the former mayor of Chicago who is a complete disaster and run out of town, and now they have a new mayor who's probably worse. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss, only worse. The headline in the Chicago Tribune, excuse me, the Chicago Sun-Times, I apologize, uh, sent to me by uh, Vinnie D. Vinny D uh, sent me. Lightfoot, the lecturer, is the headline. And there's a picture of uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, also known as Baby Groot, uh, wagging her left index finger at a crowd of people. And, um, and the sign behind her says, Be safe, Chicago. No sense of irony, these people. But uh, Lightfoot, the lecturer, and here's the, uh, the story. Former mayor of Chicago, complete disaster, murder zone. Former mayor teaching Harvard students, naturally, about how to deal with a pandemic. Did she do a good job of doing that? No. And with reporters. How to deal with uh, a pandemic and how to deal with reporters. She is the African-American mayor of Chicago who refused to do interviews with white people. She's the Klan in blackface, honestly. Former Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is officially a college lecturer, at least for a semester, as her graduate-level class on health policy and leadership at Harvard University got underway last week. Lightfoot said she'll use a mock press conference where she doesn't call on white people, a simulated community meeting, and guest speakers, naturally, to have somebody else and uh, do what you're supposed to be doing. To teach in part about the dangers of politicizing a pandemic. Yeah, sure, they didn't do that. And how to interact with the media. Well, at least the media of color, but not the white media. Drawing on lessons learned from running a city amid COVID-19. That's just uh, just amazing. And imagine, just imagine if you will, that there was a Republican uh, or a Democrat or any politician anywhere that... Uh, that chose to do their interviews and call on reporters based on their race. And if you didn't call on black reporters, as she would not call on white reporters, and didn't sit down with black reporters, or Hispanic or Asian reporters, um, as she did not sit down with white reporters. And she's at Harvard now because Democrats.
0: To state the obvious, I'm a black woman mayor. I'm the mayor of the third largest city in the country. The media is in a time of incredible upheaval, and disruption. But our City Hall press corps looks like it's 1950 or 1970.
1: And she's not calling on them because they're white because all these racist news organizations in Chicago sent white reporters to the press conferences. So she refused to uh, work with white reporters because these liberal agencies sent their liberal reporters and they were white. And uh, that's all she sees. So, all right, let's get back to uh, audio. And uh, I can't believe we're in hour three already. Let's go to, let's go to soundbite number one. Why don't we? We rarely start at soundbite number one, but let's go there. Franklin Four, the author of the latest Joe Biden uh, glowing book about Joe Biden, written by Franklin Four. Although there's some interesting stuff in it. And Franklin Four is making the rounds. He's on. He was on Morning Joke this morning. He's on. I think all the Sunday talk shows. He's everywhere. He's trying to sell his book about how great Biden is. And uh, Franklin Four with Chunk, Chunk Todd on M on on NBC Fake News. And um, for the Sunday show, I think that might have been his last show on Sunday, day before yesterday, before he moves on to whatever. But here's the author Franklin or Frank Four with Chunk. Um, and uh, you know he looks stupid. One of his primary insecurities is that he doesn't want to be perceived as stupid because he had this plagiarism stupid. scandal back in the 1980s. And so when he walks into an interview or he walks into a press conference, he wants to under, he wants to have
0: mastery of what he's discussing.
1: Mastery. He wants to have mastery. And uh, Franklin For is uh, sitting there with Chunk who is a former Democrat Senate campaign staffer, whose wife is a Democrat Party apparatchik. Uh, and uh, the fix is in. It's, it's rigged. They're riggers. See, so you can't say that, right? Uh, but Franklin, for, I don't even want to share the name of the book with you because who cares, but Chunk and Frank uh, together for the DNC. Let me ask you this way.
0: Uh, if at the end of this calendar year, Joe Biden announces that he's not going to seek a second term. Based on all your reporting, how much of a surprise will that be to
1: you? Listen to this. I would say it would it would be a small it would be a surprise to me. I mean, but it wouldn't be a total surprise. Would not be a me. total shock. It wouldn't be a total shock. It would be a surprise to me, but it wouldn't be a total shock. And uh, and uh, chunk is hearing the same thing. I have been saying this for months that Joe Biden will not be the nominee next year. Um, and I believe that he won't be the nominee next year. That's why I've been saying it. I post a video, posted a video months ago that Joe Biden won't be the nominee because he's so awful and so terrible. And, uh, and I thought, well, oh, they're just catching up on uh, Meet the Press. If you listen to this show, then I was saying that months ago. You don't have to be Nostradamus. He's brain damaged. His brain. She's a no good. That brain of his so no good, that brain, and she's no good. But never mind all that. Now, the biographer, he's uh, caught up. By the way, books about uh, Joe Biden are not selling well. That's generous understatement. And they're all glowing, of course. Wonderful. He allegedly got more votes than any president in the history of the country. You write a book about him, you might sell 10,000 copies in a nation of 330 million people. And then there's the global audience, too, but never mind that. Hey, you know, Joe Biden's plan to uh, inflict upon us the digital dollar is already underway, and it's vitally important to understand the potential consequences of this move. Because, believe it or not, contrary to what they're telling us, this is not in your best interest or mine. Time is of the essence, so taking action now is a really great idea to protect yourself, your savings, your retirement, your future. You can help protect your savings from the risks of the digital dollar by diversifying with IRAs in gold and silver, in real gold and silver. You start by calling the experts at American Alternative Assets to ask all the questions you have and get smart. Call American Alternative Assets at 888-4-GOLD-20. That's 888-446-5320. They'll give you all the guidance you need on safeguarding your retirement savings. Say no to Joe Biden's digital dollar scheme. Call 888-4-GOLD-20. That's 888-446-5320. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. ba Yeah, you think, uh, and... And Chunk obviously had the question teed up for him because the Democrat Party's in a in a gender sexual panic. Well, that's a separate panic. But they're in another panic about Joe Biden being their nominee because they know that his brain, she's a no good.
0: Let me ask you this way. Uh, if at the end of this calendar year, Joe Biden announces that he's not gonna seek a second term, based on all your reporting, how much of a surprise will that be to
1: you? Out of thing. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen.
0: When we disagree, it'll be just like, so far, it's been just like when Barack and I did. If 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 I reach something where there's a, a fundamental disagreement we have based on a moral principle, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll 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 develop some disease and say I have to resign.
1: Uh, Joe Biden's got a plan. That's another one of those things that you're not supposed to say out loud, but he said it anyway, because his brain, She's a broke. She's a broke. Now, there have been several stories lately on George Soros, you know, him radical, anti-American, leftist, extremist, Democrat Party billionaire, uh, sponsor and supporter. Uh, Been at death's door for uh, 55 years, I think. And and there have been tweets back and forth on Charlie Kirk uh, from Turning Point USA. And and, uh, the son of George Soros, Alex Soros, wrote a piece in the left-wing Politico in Washington, D.C., where he declared that he's concerned that if Donald Trump becomes, he's got all the dad's money now, uh, if that if Donald Trump becomes the Republican nominee, that the George Soros money will uh, be thrown in to destroy President Trump's uh, chance at becoming president because he said, I believe a MAGA-style Republican victory in next year's U.S. presidential election could in the end be worse for the EU than for the U.S., That's what he says. They want to keep that war in Ukraine going forever. Such an outcome will imperil European unity and undermine the progress achieved on many fronts in response to the war in Ukraine, which uh, the globalists want to keep going forever because killing is good for business for the globalists. And Donald Trump has said that he would stop the war in a day. But never mind that. Uh, Speaking of which, I've got an update for you. So George Soros' money and the son, Alex Soros, the new king of evil. Um, They're planning on targeting President Trump with their billions and billions and ill-gotten gains because they're concerned uh, that it will be bad for the European Union, which is ridiculous, of course. He was getting NATO countries to pay their fair share and creating more unity and telling Germany they shouldn't depend on Putin for their gas. Still a lot of Biden being dumb that we haven't gotten to. Look at the time already. Completely nuts. Day just flies by in here, doesn't it? It's completely crazy how fast this goes. So I always feel like I need more time. A lot more time. More time. Ah, yes. Yes, yes. Um... There is the some Democrats keep hoping for Michelle Obama in 2024 headline from the Washington Times. Another sign of Biden's vulnerability. He's very vulnerable with his vulnerability and everything. Michelle Obama getting 48 percent, and Barack, excuse me, (laughs) and Joe Biden getting 36 percent. So if you got a Democrat Party primary. A matchup, and it's Michelle Obama who's never been elected to anything, never held public office, never been a politician. Um, she's just generally mean, and she's got Larry Holmes's arms. But other than that, Michelle Obama, 48%, Joe Biden, 36%. And what we're seeing is the Democrats are looking at Joe Biden and thinking, you know, he is not up to the task here. He's no good at this. Uh, but it does look like It does look like, um, you know, Barack Obama's behind the curtain running things because of all the visits to Barack Obama's mansion off of Embassy Row in Washington, D.C. by Biden White House people spending time there. Who's really in charge? Honestly. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Man, oh man, I'm telling you, completely crazy. Uh, Also, the great one, Mark Levin, has published a piece on The Blaze. He wrote a piece on uh, Blaze Media uh, on Mark Levin saying, the Democrat Party's fetish for the 14th Amendment is a vile attack on our elections, directed at one man, Donald Trump, as you might imagine. And uh, the great one, Mark Levin, My friend, friend of America, friend of freedom-loving people everywhere, the modern Democratic Party has an unhealthy fetish for the 14th Amendment. One of the three post-Civil War constitutional amendments, Democrats are constantly and relentlessly trying to rewrite it to accommodate their political ends. A few months ago, Joe Biden and his party insisted that Section 4 of the 14th Amendment granted the president Power to unilaterally increase the debt ceiling, which would destroy Congress's sole power under Article I, Section 8 of the Constitution to tax, spend, and borrow. But never mind that. Of course, Section 4 of the 14th Amendment does no such thing. Does not allow the president to unilaterally increase the national debt. Of course, it doesn't. And there is nothing in the history of the amendment that supports such an interpretation so uh, Mark Levin pointing out that uh, they make stuff up about the Constitution all the time, and now they've got a new one. Now they've got a, uh, a new, um, you know, Mark Levin is, of course, a New York Times bestselling author again and again, written about the Constitution endlessly, a scholar, former Justice Department official, and, and, uh, and a great American all around. Now, the uh, same kind of fraudulent appro- approach is now before us with respect to Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Here in the text, that these constitutional saboteurs, the Democrat Party, in the name of the Constitution are desperately and cravenly insisting prevents former President Donald Trump from effectively running for a second term as president. Now, the passage, this, uh, and the amendment says, no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state whose having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or an officer of the United States or a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state they put a lot of words into these things, didn't they? To support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same. This is because Democrats and the Civil War, because the Democrats started the Civil War and they were the Confederate States in the Civil War because they wanted to keep their slaves because they're Democrats, Right or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof, but Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each House, remove such disability. Now, that's the language um, of the 14th Amendment and uh, Section 3, and uh, Mark Levin points out that you need not be an aging, retired judge, washed-up, former law professor, or never-Trumper academician. To notice the word president cannot be found in this text. So why would the amendments drafters, adopters, and ratifiers all exclude the word president from the text, but include vir- virtually every other form of office holder, federal and state, elected and appointed in the text? Did they forget to add the word president? And Mark Levin goes on to make a a great case, obviously, very well-reasoned, rational, intelligent, informed case, that the Democrats are once again grasping at straws. Um, And they got their boy George Soros and Alex Soros on the job, too. Your Democrat Party, by hook or by crook, hammer and sickle, not just hammer and tongue. Your Democrat Party, and uh, whose word are you going to take? Uh, let's see, Adam Schiff or Mark Levin when it comes to the Constitution and what the Fourteenth Amendment, Section Three, has to say about all of this that the Democrats are going to try to use. Um, you know, they are the party that gave us the Civil War the last time around. The Democrat Party, they are not on our side. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Joe Biden because. He's not a smart man, is he? And Mark uh, sent along, Mark Levin sent along the, uh, the article this morning. Perhaps we should share it since I'm talking about it now. Um, but you can find it at The Blaze as well. Yeah, and uh, the Democrats hoping for uh, Michelle Obama because then they'd have Barack Obama back in the White House. And since he is apparently the puppet master behind Joe Biden... With all of the Biden White House people visiting the Obama House off of Embassy Row in the shadow of the mosque, you know. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, also, Dr. Jill Biden, who's not a doctor at all, test positive for the Wuhan Red Death. Jill Biden has COVID nineteen again, and you know how many how many shots has she had, Michael? She's had, she got the two shot um, uh, initial vaccine. She's done two boosters. And now she's had Wuhan twice, two times. So that's two, two, and two. Got the initial two-shot vaccination and then two booster shots. And she's had uh, Wuhan two times. First Lady Jill Biden tested positive for COVID-19 on Monday. And President Biden test results have come back negative. Probably keeps him at arm's length, I'm thinking. Otherwise, he might sniff her and grope her. Jill Biden, 72 years old, currently experiencing only mild symptoms. Her communications director, Elizabeth Alexander, said in a statement, she will remain at their home in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Which one is that? Not going to India? First Lady previously received two doses of the COVID-19 vaccine, as well as a pair of booster shots has tested positive for the coronavirus at least twice before. I'm sorry, now she's had it for a third time. Joe Biden, 80, was administered, 80 years old, administered a COVID-19 test Monday night following the first lady's positive test, according to White House Press Secretary, cringe, cringe on Pierre. Um, Also, there is a crazy story that we're not calling India, India anymore? Is that right? We're not calling India, India anymore? Did you send me that thing? What are, we, what are we calling it now? Because Joe Biden is headed to India for the G20 summit, and Xi Jinping of China is not going to the G20 summit in India, which now we're saying is no longer called India. But wait a minute. I thought the, we were supposed to not call American Indians Indians because they went to, they thought they were landing in India. Um, India's government. Here's the story from the Associated Press completely nuts. And Jill Biden has the Wuhan for the third time after two vaccination shots and two booster shots. And she's got the Wuhan for the third time. And I wish her all the best and a speedy recovery um, because somebody's got to, you know, uh, walk your your uh, sock puppet husband around, keep him from bumping into stuff like a jellyfish. India, the Associated Press, India's government replaces, quote, India, end quote, with ancient name Bharat, B-H-A-R-A-T, in dinner invitation to G20 guests. It's no longer India, now it's Bharat. It's Bharat. Bharat Obama? No, that's a different thing. It's not Bharat Obama. So they've replaced the name of India. They're going to just change their name. Maybe they're changing their gender, too. Maybe they're changing their pronouns. You know how they are. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Yeah, that's right. You get your two uh, vaccination shots. Then you get your two two booster shots. Then you get uh, three cases of the Wuhan. It's like breakfast at Denny's. It's like... (laughs) So the Associated Press out of New Delhi in what I'm going to call India Prime Minister Narendra Modi, as government has replaced the name India with a Sanskrit word in dinner invitations sent to guests attending this week's Group of 20 summit in a move that reflects his Hindu Nationalist Party's efforts to eliminate what it sees as colonial-era names. They should do that, I think. They should cease to exist as a country. Indian President Murmu, is Murmu, M-U-R-M-U, is referred to as President of Bharat instead of President of India in the invitation sent to the G20 attendees. The nation of more than 1.4 billion people is officially known by two names, India and Bharat, but the former is most commonly used both domestically and internationally. Bharat is the ancient Sanskrit word, which many historians believe date dates back to early Hindu texts. The word also means India in Hindi, <laughs> which is the punchline. That's what makes it funny. So wait a minute. The replacement word means, what does it mean if you translate it? Well, it means India. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you. All right, let's go to Joe Biden because uh, he was asked um, – at one of his homes in Delaware uh, and one of his homes in Delaware the Secret Service is in there rewiring it with all kinds of security stuff so he's not staying there and uh, he stumbled up to some reporters and gave this this very incoherent uh, statement.
0: The I'm here today just for one day I know I'm on vacation. I'm not. I have no home to go to. The Secret Service has torn my house up in a good way to make it secure. So I have no place to go when I come to Delaware except here right now. I'm only here for one day. Are you homeless? No, I'm not homeless. I just have one home, my beautiful home. But I, I'm down here for the day because I can't go
1: home, home How did you afford all those homes on a government salary as a senator and a vice president? Uh, was Hunter giving you half of his income? Nobody asks him. Nobody asks him stuff. Because the emails say uh, he told his daughter that that uh, he has to uh, fork over half of his income to you. Why does he have to do that? Did he pay for your big houses in Delaware? And no, I'm not homeless. Uh, You got the White House, and then these big white houses on the water, and uh, all that stuff, I'm telling you. Uh, Joe Biden, talking about um, uh, Florida and Hawaii. There was a fire in Hawaii. He botched that. There was... uh, a hurricane that blew through Florida. And uh, Joe Biden knows what the cause is.
0: Nobody can deny the impact of climate crisis. Nobody intelligent can deny the impact of the climate crisis anymore. Just look around, around the nation and the world, for that matter. Historic floods, intense droughts,
1: extreme heat, deadly wire fires. Deadly wire fires that... uh, He had that wire fire, set his kitchen on fire 19 years ago and almost lost his cat. Uh, You all know about that. So the crisis is that, and and nobody can deny, nobody can deny it, it's the climate catastrophes. We've got floods and, um, you know, it rained in the desert and Nevada and Burning Man had lots of mud. And that's climate change. Everything is climate change. Every time it rains, it's climate change. Every time it doesn't rain, it's climate change. When it snows, it's climate change. When it's hot, when it's cold. It's always climate change, and it's a crisis. It's an emergency. That's why they have to kill all those whales. That's why they killed dozens of whales off the East Coast, because, honestly, just crazy. Now, Chuck DeVore is a uh, uh, former California uh, politician who moved to Texas long ago to get away from the crazy California stuff um, and was uh, asked about the... The Joe Biden claim, you know, everything is climate change.
0: Well, I think it's all political. And in fact, I think you're seeing two things with this constant fear mongering over the climate crisis. Uh, The first thing that you're seeing is trying to drum up fear to get people to embrace uh, very unpopular policies, uh, policies that will make electricity more expensive, that will make gasoline more expensive, that will put fuel on Biden's inflation fire.
1: Which is what they do. You're a your Democrat party. Um, and Joe Biden is the president of the United States. Democrats are saying they're sticking with them, but they lie about everything. So certainly they lie about this, too. They just keep throwing stuff at us, the Democrats. There's not enough time in a 24-hour day to share all of the crazy they put out there. Man, oh I am telling you. So the Chinese communists are communists, and they are hell-bent on conquering the world, enslaving everyone, and destroying the United States of America. The Democrats are on their side. Vladimir Putin is a communist. Uh, Kim Jong-un is a communist. Kim Jong-un is headed to Russia to meet with Putin so they can plot against the United States of America. Iran is on their side. Uh, our commerce secretary, Gina Raimondo, headed over to China for a meeting with the communist Chinese to talk about commerce so they could kowtow and give the Chinese everything they wanted. And before she went, the Chinese communists hacked into her computer uh, and her emails and everything and she's a cabinet secretary so they're hacking into everybody everywhere we found out about it Gina Raimondo is on every Sunday talk show I think and she's the hero of the story
0: you know look this uh it, they did hack me which was unappreciated it's unappreciated to say the least. I brought it
1: up clearly put it brought right it up. on the table i by the put way it I the brought table. up all many of our grievances On behalf of uh, our national security concerns, uh, concerns of U.S. labor, concerns of U.S. business, didn't pull any punches. Um,
0: Still, though, it's a complicated relationship. There's no doubt about it.
1: Now, the communist Chinese um, are working with the communist Putin are working with the communist Kim Jong-un, and they're all working with the Iranians because they have something in common, and that is their enemy, and that is us. Uh, we also learned uh, in the last couple of days that the Chinese have been caught more than a hundred times more than a hundred times spying on uh, our military bases they have scuba divers uh, sneaking up on our military bases they they're uh, well, you know they all have cameras yeah I know I know they all have cameras and they're all have cameras. they're going to our military base White Sands missile base in New Mexico top secret missile stuff they're spying on us everywhere. FBI tracks over a hundred incidents of Chinese nationals posing as tourists and they say oh we're just tourists and we accidentally wandered onto the military reservation. We accidentally scuba dived up to Cape Canaveral to spy on everything. They're commies. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round together it's those weekend golf guys they'll pay a lot of money to pxg and tylus and callaway and on and on on, right how many yards do you think you're gonna pick up with that extra driver? i think i can get an extra five to ten what if i give you 15 to 20 (laughs) (laughs) you pay me more jeff smith teaches on the sliding scale (laughs) those weekend golf guys the podcast part of the believe network just search b-l-e-a-v on youtube or wherever you listen